it's amazing what you guys are doing. I think it's very important that, you know, we Titans fans stick together and build our audience organically and cut out all that outsourcing. <laughs> See, I, I, I like, uh, I like what you got going there. Cause you know, this is coming from a group of fans who were bored and wanted to start a podcast. And uh, I don't want to say you were bored when you started what you did, but I mean, you know, you're, you're someone who, is pushing hard to get into the scouting game. Your your approach has been quite unique, and that's kind of what I, where I want to start. Um, for those out there who are not familiar with you, what's your background? Kind of walk us through um, exactly how you got into this. Gotcha. Um, well, first of all, I guess I got to start my at my roots. Um, I'm just a West Tennessee kid, Paris, Tennessee. Um, guy that lo- started loving football at a young age. Fell in love with the Titans like many of you all in the early 2000s. You know, Steve, Eddie, you know, Samara Rowe, Javon Curse, all those guys. And, uh, you know, started playing football. Um, had some offers that could have went to Bethel, if you guys are familiar with Bethel and McKenzie, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, chose chose to. Um, actually there right now, my second cousin. Okay, go Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so had an opportunity, um, but. My sisters graduated from MTSU and the education program was a little bit more so my speed. So I chose to go to MTSU. Um, really wasn't trying to get into sports. They, they tried to get me to walk on a little bit there, but I was in the mass communications at the time. Uh, but I did start working with the football team. A lot of guys that was, you know, doing manager jobs and stuff like that. They were on scholarship. I chose to do it for free, you know, just walk, grinding you know, for a, a solid semester. And then uh, from there, you know, you graduate and then now what, you know, you usually want to get a job in your field, but that didn't happen for me right out the gate. Uh, went to sell cars at Ford of Murfreesboro for a little bit. Um, and then from there, I had to work my way back into the football world, went back to MTSU, now helped them recruit. Um, and, you know, I'm coaching little league, high school. So I'm doing everything at every level right now, NFL, obviously doing this. So um, it's, it's been, it's been quite a journey. I'm glad to hear that. that I'm, and I like it. Cause it's, um, you know, I think it's similar to a lot of us out there to where you've got a passion that may not match up with what you're doing in your private life. I mean, listen, what I, what I do for a living has very little to do for what I'm trying to do on the mic right now. And, and on that podcast, um, you've been really active lately and you got a great series assembling Titans um, kind of break us through. Cause I, I know you're showcasing a lot of players pros and cons um, give yourself a promo. Where can people find you on Twitter and, and tell us about that series? Gotcha. So obviously the main Twitter is at BU underscore scouting. Um, and then assembling Titans is at assembling Titan. Um, and really what I wanted to bring with that series is, it actually started with me and um, a fellow Titans fan, Jason Crownover. And, uh, you know, what we really wanted to, to do was bring a different uh, element to the Titans community in terms of providing um, information. You know, during the season, we were given information about, you know, the upcoming opponent. So it was a three-part series. We we're going to talk about the season. We were going to talk about the process of developing a board or developing a system to kind of uh, – you know, categorize the upcoming prospects. And then now um, I'm implementing the video, um, giving pros and cons of these prospects. Um, A lot of these prospects are prospects that you may know of. And then a lot of them 
are prospects that you haven't heard of. And that's really what we, we want to do is bring prospects that you might not have heard of to the forefront so that you can be educated as fans and just get a, you know, a piece of my mind, just kind of see how I go through the process of um, evaluating prospects. So for that last piece, you were talking about prospects that people may not know. You've had a lot of prospects you've been high on during the off season when no one else was. What prospect have you been most proud of that you got right uh, that turned out having success in the NFL? Um, well, this is a, a bit of a story, but the, the way that I kind of found out that I really had a talent for scouting was two, two prospects to start off with. And one of them is Chris Johnson in 2008. So let me tell you a brief story of that. So I was about, about to start high school or about to end uh, the first year of high school, I believe. And, uh, you know, if you're familiar, if you're, you know, the tenured Titans fans, that previous season we lost to the Chargers 17-6 uh, in the playoffs in San Diego. And, uh, you know, that offense were, was kind of lethargic, to say the least. Our defense carried us into the playoffs at 10-6 at and six that year. And when I'm watching that game, as we're losing towards the char- to the Chargers, which I hate, hate losing in general, but especially to that team, they broke our hearts so many times in the, you know, 2006-2007. I'm thinking we need somebody dynamic. And lo and behold, I think maybe a couple weeks earlier, I saw this fast kid, number five on East Carolina, Chris, Chris, Chris Johnson, I was like, he would be awesome in a Titans uniform. And at that time, I think he was projected to go in the fourth or fifth round. People was kind of making him, you know, be like he couldn't go. He couldn't run in between the tackles. They kind of gave him that stamp. But over time, obviously, you know, he goes to the combine, runs a 4-2-4. Now, all of a sudden, he's a first-round first draft pick. And, you know, that day, I think we're having a cookout at the house. So I'm just moving around, you know, putting stuff on the, you know, helping, helping out. And then Titans are on the clock, and then I look up, and then lo and behold, East Carolina running back Chris Johnson. And to me, that might not be much to many people, but to me, that was just like a sign, like, okay, you might kind of be good at this. It could have been something. It just planted the seed. I, I, I didn't think I was necessarily good at it yet. But then four years later, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, we had just drafted Jake Locker. I'm scouting quarterbacks. I see this guy, you know, Wisconsin, NC State. Why aren't, why isn't anybody talking about this kid? And uh, I watch his Gruden camp. I'm like, this guy is a first, I had a late first round grade on Russell Wilson, early second. And then, you know, he gets taken in the third round and he's Russell Wilson. Then lastly, more recently is uh, Christian McCaffrey. And I think, you know, we, we we know how that's going right now. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna start transitioning to the draft here in just a moment. I want a couple of, ask you a couple more questions before we get there. Um, what prospect are you really high on uh, that others are low on, and who are you low on that everybody else is kind of riding the hype train? Okay, uh, I think two Florida guys come to mind: um, running back Michael Pirine um, and Edge Zavari Zuniga. Um, and then a wide receiver, Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. But just to talk about P. Ryan, um, I think a lot of people we're trying to kind of think about finding a not necessarily a replacement for Derrick Henry. We're thinking about trying to find a guy that can assist or help be a compliment to him. Where my thinking is a little bit 
of we need a guy that can compliment him, but as well as carry the load when he's not around. And a lot of people don't like Piran because of lack of athletic traits, maybe doesn't have long speed, but he does everything that you need to do, you know, at a high rate. Um, the guy has excellent contact balance, um, finishes runs, very physical, um, has hands. I think he has yet. No, that's a fact. He had 40 catches last year. I want you guys to go and compare his 40 catches to other backs that people are comparing them or wanting the Titans to get. Um, that was 40 catches, I think, might top those guys. And, and of course, I mean, he played 48 games, and that's very rare for a collegiate back to play 48 games. Um, so he's durable. Um, a lot of people talk about his production. Um, it's, it's less about his production, his numbers. It's more about his usage. He wasn't used as much as he could have gotten used at Florida. And uh, that's why I like Piron. As far as Zuniga, I think that he's just a flying under the radar because he isn't you know, putting up a lot of numbers. He was injured during his uh, last season at Florida, but he had, possesses all the traits that you want. Very physical, gets, at, gets after it. He's constantly in the backfield. And then Tyler Johnson from Minnesota, he's a big slot, um, intelligent, good hands, consistent. Um, I, I, I kind of comp him to a Jordan Matthews or an, on the high end, a Muhammad Sanu type of prospect that a lot of people will be talking about um, come fall. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. LaMichael uh, Pirine, you, your assembling Titan had hit on it, and I was like, I need to go back and watch that. And – I'm a believer. I'm a LaMichael P. Ryan in the fifth, you know, in mock drafts kind of guy. Like, if I was looking for a running back to get in the fifth round, if we haven't drafted one, it'd be him. And I think he. a lot of people are wanting, like, Keyshawn Vaughn at that time, and I don't I don't see it. But LaMichael P. Ryan, you, you made me a believer. You made me go back and watch the tape and all that kind of stuff. No problem. Yeah. He's a baller. Yeah. So going into this, I'm going to ask you kind of a two-part question. What do you think John Robinson looks for in a prospect, and what do the Titans need the most? Um, I think J-Rob, John Robinson, I think he, he values production at the collegiate level. Um, I think you look at how he started in 2016 and 2017. Uh, you look at players like Tajay Sharp, who had, I think he broke the record at Massachusetts for catches. Uh, later broken by Andy Isabella, but he broke the record when he was that when he was there. And then you look at guys like um, Taewon Taylor might have been a mistake, but he had a lot of catches at Western Kentucky. He just likes production. Um, Derrick Henry protect production, high production guys. And then you look at 2018, 2019. I think Mike Vrabel's print is more so on that draft class than you know even John Robinson. You look at the visits from. That was the first two years to the last two years. They're apples and oranges. I think Vrabel is just as much as part of just as much as part of the that draft process as uh, J. Rob. Um, and what was your second question? What are the Titans going into the draft? What is the Titans' single biggest need? Uh, single biggest need I would have to say is cornerback. I mean, I think that's pretty much consensus across the board. We do need to get some guys on the back end that can cover those guys like Kansas City um, and uh, more speedy and prolific offenses. So cornerback is certainly a position we need to upgrade. So we're getting ready to start uh, running through the mock draft. Um, 
quite a few Titans fans on Twitter, some that we've spoken to in our own circles, think that the best move for the Titans is to trade out of the first round to trade down. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think it's a situational thing? I, I believe it's situational. It's, it's definitely situational. Um, there are some guys that may be there at pick 29 that, um, that you'd certainly want. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, philosophy, you know, I'm a big BPA guy, best player available. Uh, I think I lean more towards that than most 60, 65, 35 towards BPA, best player available. Um, so we'll see, but I definitely think it's situational. So you brought to us NFL mock draft database. This is what yeah. you are, you've been using or wanted to use tonight. We had been using uh, the draft network. Um so I'm interested to see how this is going to go. Uh, okay. We're getting ready to fire this up. And um, as we get it going, I, I wanted to ask, you know, kind of explain your process for player selection versus how GMs normally do uh, a real draft. Okay. Uh, so you mean just explain how they do it and then how I do it basically? Yeah. Well, just, yeah, your process for selection versus a, a GM selecting. I got you. So I'll go with them first. I think that, how they kind of do it is they a lot of times from what I've seen, like those, you know, they videotape the process, these shows that they have, uh, they have already a prospect in mind. You'd be surprised how many times they are, they are locked in on their guy and they're really just kind of waiting, waiting and seeing or trying to move around the board to get their guy. And if their guy is taken or they have two or three guys sitting on their board, they're willing to wait around, wait around, trying to see how the, the board falls to them. And it's very organic. They just, you know, they have a, they have their board up, guys get taken, and then those three guys, whether they mark them with a star, however they do it, those guys might be just peering at them, and then they just make their selection from there. And my process is, you know, relatively sim similar. I mean, I don't I don't have the big board that they have, but I, I, I scribe it, I write it down, I have it um, I have my little mini board that I got, and then you know I try to I check off the guys, and if um, you know, if it's a guy that I like, that's one of my guys, um, that's high impact, intelligent, all that, um, I'm going to take him. It's very, right. very, it's very organic and simple. I like it. Well, let's uh, let's see that process uh, work. So, um, Zach, get us going. Yeah, uh, and I wanted to ask some questions. Uh, sure. How do you want your draft set up? Do you want conservative, aggressive, or chaotic? Um, how will it be? Tomorrow, Ooh, chaotic. well, tech, tech, <laughs> tech, on a technological level, chaotic. <laughs> let's let's go. Uh, 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 what's it? Aggressive. That's an option. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah and then we have uh, the type of trading you want: strict, relaxed, or free for all. Um, let's have let's have strict. Let's make right, it hard. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Let's start the draft. Let me get. First off, everybody over there. Uh oh. Can I ask y'all guys a question? Yeah, go ahead. Please. What skill have you guys learned since being on lockdown? Pretty much. Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. Uh, I'm learning to bake. <laughs> bake. Yeah. I'm learning to bake. Uh, I can I can sort of I'm a pretty good home chef, I guess you would say. So I've been wanting to go on Master Chef, 
But yeah, I'm gonna have to learn <laughs> to bake before I do it. And I have so far unsuccessfully baked. Uh, but that, that's what I've learned so far. Not bad. I've I've gotten to cook a little bit myself. I, I actually learned how to uh, cut my hair a little bit. I actually did this. Yeah. Very nice. Saving money, nice. man. I was already working from home. Uh, so I'd been doing that the last several years. I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to teach myself to cook more specifically complicated things. So that's what I've been doing. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's all three of us definitely cooking. I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do the whole, what's the name? Oh, salt. Bay. Yeah. The salt, salt bay. Salt bay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I paused it, but if we're ready, I am ready. Let's roll. Okay, we're we're at pick seven. Derek Brown just went off the board, so we'll continue there. So, who are you hoping to see, or what position do you? I mean, I know we said defensive back, but who are you hoping to see there at twenty nine, particularly if if you were drafting for the Titans? Um, hold up. Okay, so I'm hoping to see. Let me flip this back. Boom. I'm hoping to see Jeff Gladney. You know, I think that I know people are getting tired of hearing that, seeing that, stuff like that. But, you know, he's a good corner. I think that he fits what we're trying to do. He can play on the inside, outside. And then, um, really, really him. I mean, he's the best corner that will probably be available. Well, it looks like he's there. So, do you want me to take him, or do you want to trade out? Um, let's go to let's go see what safety is talking about. Okay. Safety? Yes, okay. I know that's a bit unorthodox, but I got a plan. All right, we got almost. I think every safety. I think all the safeties are there. Really. Yeah, they got McKinney, Delpit, Winfield, Chin, Ashton Davis, Kyle Hugger, and Terrell, Terrell uh, Burgess. Excuse me, I'm having a stand issue. Uh oh. I mean, what's a what's a what's this what's a live mock draft without some technical? Difference? Exactly. We're, I mean, it's gonna happen all the time tomorrow night. Yeah, hours <laughs> hours last night was hanging on by a thread. It was, it was bad. It was, but we didn't have audio for one participant. It didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so all the safeties are there. We've everybody in the world have have mocked Jeff Gladney to the Titans, right? Right. So, I'm not trading out because I I think there's some good players there, and in my opinion, let's just say we like Jeff Gladney. We all like him, right? So. Just for a difference and for the fans, let's go somewhere different, and I offer my explanation okay. why we went somewhere different. Uh, let's just imagine Jeff Gladney is gone, which more than likely he will. He's gaining, he's gaining some steam. Um, let's go safety, Antoine Winfield Jr., Minnesota. I, I like it. You're really throwing some chaos into here. So explain <laughs> to everybody why Antoine Winfield Jr., yeah, I mean, you did start by saying the Titans' biggest need was corner. I did. I did say that. <laughs> biggest need is corner. And 
basically saying that is meaning that we have a big guy that left in Logan Ryan. And some of the things that he provided, I think Antoine Winfield has the ability to do as well. Um, he's, he's a safety prospect. And when you talk about safety and the way to play the game, he plays the game exactly how you want it. He can play in the box. He'd come up, arrive and run support, pissed off, hit somebody. Um, he has excellent cover skills. He can play in the slot. So I think right there, you get a guy that can play safety and kind of fill in the role that Logan Ryan did in that slot role and do a good job at it. You talk about guys who comp to Tyron Matthew, he's that guy. Do you think um, he has a little shades of his father? Um, th- from toughness standpoint, for sure. Absolutely. I was he's always a, kind of – uh, when I first started getting into football, I was big into Madden, right? So, I mean, like most people back in the early 2000s. And for whatever reason, if I were ever creating a team, I'd always try to get Antoine Winfield. Because it, it just, for whatever reason, he was really good on the uh, on Madden. Yeah. He's scrappy. Yeah. So, we're scrolling through here. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but Zach, nope. Zach had to restart Nobody the noticed. draft again. No, Nobody Zach had to restart noticed. the draft again. Do you do you suspect any collusion, Charles? Do you suspect any problems? Is he trying to game the system? You know, nobody <laughs> noticed. I had it. You know, had I turned back to the other screen before? There's no that. way in hell I was going to let you get away with Man, that. You almost did. <laughs> okay, so we're on the clock. Uh, let's go to. Kid, all. I got to give him shit. He's running the entire thing. All I have to do is sit here and run my mouth. So I've got to give him shit. <laughs> So we got a few uh, pretty big names. We got Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Sitz, uh, Swift, Cole. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you pronounce his last name? Commit? Oh, Commit, yeah. 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 Julian Acara, Damon Arnett, Chase uh, Claypool, Clyde's Edwards Hilaire. What position or do you want me to look at? Um, I'm thinking in this position, we've already went safety. And a guy that can kind of supplement what we lost in um, Logan Ryan. Um, let's look at let's look at the corners. Okay, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, a Mick Robertson, uh, Damon Arnett, uh, Cameron Dantzler, Bryce Hall, Troy Pride Jr., uh, Dane Jackson's down there. But those are the top uh, five on the board. Okay, so you know how there's a lot of people talking about we might go to corners and yeah. stuff like that in this draft. Um, how about we just go ahead and take Amik Robertson? Let's do it. In the second round. So far, yeah. I, I'm kind of digging this draft. I mean, we got our corners out of the way. Um, yeah. We got athletes, hybrid athletes. You know, I like it. Absolutely. And reasoning behind the pick, right? is when you talk about position and when you put on the tape, when you put on the tape of Antoine Winfield, when you put on the tape of Amik Robertson, that is how you play the game of football. Physicality, nasty, ball hawks. And I'm, I'm, if the Tennessee Titans were to, you know, copy this format right now, we'd easily be the best secondary in the league. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think this is good because then you also have people that could replace Malcolm Butler if they decide to uh, shed his exactly. contract or whatever. So I think it's uh, going to work out pretty well. We're on pick 93. 
Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts still there. Jacob Eason, uh, Harrison, a couple tight ends, and Harrison Bryant, Adam Troutman, uh, Zach Moss. You're, uh, we talked a little bit about Matt Pert before we went on the air. He's still there. So, uh, what position? Right. Hmm. Uh, let's look at the wide receivers real quick. All right. Wide receivers from top to bottom. Van Jefferson, KJ Hamler, and Antonio Gandy Golden, Lynn Bowden Jr., Devin Duvernay, Quintez Cephas, and Tyler Johnson. Okay. Let's look at running backs real quick. All right. We got Moss, Dylan, my boy Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, Darrington Evans, and Eno Benjamin. Okay, are we going off to any type of weird preface, like if Clowney is signed? Yeah, I, th I think everybody has kind of gone and drafted with the, with the idea that Clowney's going to be here because that's the reports are starting to lean that way. Right, and I, I honestly think he's going to sign here too. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but just look at Edge. All right. What the hell of it? Hey, you can always have more passion. Uh, Zuniga's there, Anthony Jennings, Alton Robinson, Khalid Kareem, uh, Gibson, Wilkes, and Garvin. Okay. Uh, do you guys think we need a uh, – I know this is my draft, right? right. But I can I can lean on my, my guys, yeah. Zach and yeah, Mike. You got your, your war room. Okay. Uh, I, so, I think we are in need. Now, Mike will disagree that this is not a high-need priority. Mike uh, Miracles over at Music City Miracles. Because mm -hmm. he says that we technically only really play two defensive linemen for the majority of our snaps. So, Daquan and Jeffrey Simmons can kind of get away with it. But I kind of feel like we do need a defensive line of some sort. I mean, you know, just looking at it. Devon Hamilton seems like a big um, J-Rob kind of player. Khalil Davis from Nebraska. I know they're, they've interviewed James Lynch a couple of times, so there's still some people out there at defensive line. What about um, you think we need like a tackle or a guard? In I don't think we need a guard. I think tackle, if you're getting a tackle, you probably need to be getting one soon. Because then you're, we talked about this morning, you're just getting another fat guy probably later in the round that may not actually, uh, you know, a seventh-round pick is a seventh-round pick. So, you know, if you're not getting one of these top guys, there's still Sadiq Charles, Jack Driscoll, Matt Pert, and Prince Tago. Prince Tago, I'm just going to stop there. Uh, ben Barch. But those guys are still high-value picks, I feel like, that can contribute maybe not this year but develop behind Dennis Kelly unless they're called upon earlier. Okay. Let's go back to running back. I think I'm going to take my guy. All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go with um, – even though in most mocks he's always – well, this other guy is always there. And we've talked about him early, LaMichael Piron. He's always sitting there for me. I'm going to go ahead and take – this guy, though, from Memphis. Yeah, Antonio my Gibson. boy. I love me some Antonio Gibson. He could do everything. So tell everybody that may not be familiar with Antonio Gibson what he's all about. Antonio Gibson is a running back slash wide receiver, if you can believe that. He's actually ranked top 10 in both positions. He's a top 10 wide receiver on my board and a top 10 running back. So that just goes to show his versatility is excellent. He has excellent foot quickness, ability to finish runs, break tackles. 
Um, I, for the people that love comps and, and co comparisons kind of give you a picture if, if you're a football fan. As a running back, I think he's Joe Mixon. And as a wide receiver, I think he has A.J. Brown type of uh, ability. Now, he's not as good, obviously. I didn't say that. But he has that type of ability. And they're actually almost the same size, six foot, 225, 228, something like that, and uh, excellent athletes. So you can put them anywhere on the offense, sweeps, put them at, back there at offset in the shotgun. He's going to do damage. Yeah, I really – whenever he had the ball in his hand, it was just like electric. And that's something yeah. that uh, A.J. Brown has to him. Johnny Smith, in my opinion, has that to him and Derrick Henry has that like just whenever you feel like they have the ball and they get their speed going you feel like it's that's a touchdown absolutely so here we are at 175 we've taken a safety a corner and a running back where do you want to go all right let's uh let's look at wide receiver all right starting from the top to the bottom we have Gabriel Davis uh Kalisha Lipscomb Juwan Jennings Isaiah Coulter Lawrence Cager, Tony Brown, Omar Bayless, and Benjamin Victor. Darnell that's, Mooney is still on the board as well. Gotcha. That's the fifth round pick, right? Right. All right, let's check out defensive linemen real quick. There we have Bravion Roy, uh, Benito Jones, Raekwon Williams, Tyler Clark, Josiah Coatney, Carlos Davis, Malcolm Roach, and Robert Windsor, uh, Darren Daniels, and Broderick Washington. Okay, hmm. I think we can get somebody later. So let's uh, let's go back to wide receivers and take wide receiver Elijah Lipscomb, Vanderbilt. All right. Zach loves him. Vanderbilt picks. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, he was on Three uh, HL today. Said that he had a FaceTime with yeah. the Titans. So uh, that that was something that was said today. So. He'll be added to the uh, prospect board that I'll be putting out tomorrow of everybody we've met or talked to. Absolutely. And with Lipscomb, he's the, he's the type of guy that's not going to wow you in too many categories. And I know how you feel about uh, in-house, in-state in <laughs> prospects, Zach. But uh, uh, this guy, I think you might feel a different type of way about. I think, you know, versus the top talents in, you know, at his level, he showed up, you know. Uh, excellent route running, high football, IQ, high character guy. He's going to work. He's going to play special teams. Um, and he can work. He can be that wide receiver four for us and be a dependable target. So he's tough. Like like I said, man, that's what I try to look for, intelligent, high IQ, uh, high character guys that um, have an impact. And I think he's going to have an impact at the next level. I agree. I, I I know I'm not a big Keyshawn Vaughn fan, and there are some <laughs> UT fans I'm not, fa uh, or UT players I'm not a big fan of. But I will say that I do like Kalijah Lipscomb. Yeah. So we are on the clock. We are looking at if you wanted a quarterback, we have Stanley Luton Montez. Um, I know that Darnell Mo Mooney and Omar Bayless and Lawrence Cager are still out there. At wide receiver, okay. offensive we got, tackle, we have Josh Brown, John Runyon, and Colton McKivitz. There was a big run on them. Hmm. Uh, let's see. D-line, Coatney, Carlos Davis, uh, Malcolm Roach, 
Robert Windsor, Darian Daniels, and Broderick Washington. Okay. Um, taking school back, run back Let's let's see who the guards are. I know we people may not think we'll go interior, but when you think about it, we've invested in the offensive tackle position by resigning Kelly and bringing in some Braille. Um, so, you know, Nate Davis needs some competition. So I'm looking to add some competition to that position. Okay. If, if we have a good pick there, let's see, let's see who's there. We got Shane Lemieux, Tremaine Antrim or Akram. I'm not sure. Daryl Williams, Cordell, Iwa Goat. Man, this is the hardest draft to say names. Uh, Cordell from TCU. Doing, you're doing great. Cole Cabral, uh, Stephen Gonzalez, Danny Pinter, and Ty uh, Tyree Phillips. Okay. We might come back. Let's look at linebacker. Okay. Just linebacker. Shaq and I know a lot. Okay, Shaq Quarterman. Dejon Harris. Uh, Francis Bernard, Sage Lewis, uh, Chappelle Russell, TJ Brunson, Jacob Phillips, Muhammad Barry, Chris Orr, Daniel Batuli, um, Sean Bradley, and Kamal Martin. Mm. Man, I'm, you know, this is a, it's, it's different because, you know, not to, I know these guys, like I know some of these prospects. I know a lot of people yeah. think after they, they kind of hang it up after like the fourth or fifth round, but um, it is tough. But I'm gonna go with value, a guy that I really liked um, early in the process. Wait, go. Let, let's check Edge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Uh, Chauncey Rivers, Kendall Coleman, uh, Batiku Jr., Mike Dana. James Smith Williams, Nick Coe, Azur Kamara, Jonah Williams, Trevon Hill, and Bryce Huff. Okay, let's go guard. I think I know my guy. All right. I'm ready. I'm going to go with uh, Lamo from Oregon. Lemieux, Lamo. Oh. I'm telling you, these names, man. <laughs> All right. He is drafted. So what about him? do you think can be developed and serve as competition for uh, Nate Davis? Well, I think uh, position versatility. Um, I think he can play center um, uh, as well as guard, which, you know, Ben Jones is getting up there in age, so he could be a possible replacement. I like his experience. I like his savviness. Uh, and is just, I wouldn't say he's a strong guy. He's not, gonna, he's not a people mover, but he's very technically refined. He's a leader. Um, so I think more than likely he's going to compete with Nate Davis and then possibly eventually move to replace Ben Jones. He's an awesome prospect. All right. So here we are. And, uh, let's see, let's quarterback. You still have Luton, Steven Montez, Tyler, uh, Huntley, and then running, uh, we don't need running back, but wide receiver. You still have Omar Bayless, Benjamin Victor, Steven Guidry. Juwan Johnson, Darnell Mooney, and then okay. defensive line, Carlos Davis, Malcolm Roach, Robert Windsor, Darian Daniels, and John Pensini. Uh, and then Edge is Batiku Jr., Mike Dana, Nick Coe, Azur Kamara, Jonah Williams, and then linebacker Shaq Quarterman, Dejon Harris. Almost pretty much everybody from last time is still there. 
Gotcha. Is Broderick Washington gone from on the no, defensive I think line? He was, yeah, here he is, Broderick Washington. I know they have him ranked really low, but uh, I know the Titans have uh, brought him either. They got interest in him, right? Right. Um, I don't know to what capacity it's so jumbled this year. But I really like him. I think, you know, um, just doing my research, you ask people around Texas Tech, he's a leader of men. Um, I think that when you talk about prospects on the higher end of the draft, like a Ross Blacklock, I think that I don't like to really say this, but he's like a poor man's Ross Blacklock. He he can uh, certainly win on the inside, um, one gap you, get into the backfield, very strong. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to leapfrog and go ahead and take Broderick Washington from Texas Tech. I like it. So we're on the final pick. I think it's a pretty well-rounded draft. So how are you going to end it? Um, just for variance, a lot of people don't necessarily have us taking a if he's there taking a quarterback. And this is really me going out on a limb, but I really like you know his tape. He's moved up my board a little bit. If he's there, um, Stephen Montez. He is there, and we can take him. So, All right, let's so wrap it up. Steven Montez, because we, we know we've shown interest in him, uh, yeah. the Titans have. So what Absolutely. do you see on the tape that maybe people are missing? I'm, I'm going to have a human moment and be honest. Sometimes we as humans, we have like this aesthetic thing, this superficial thing, even names kind of turn us off. Steven Montez isn't a sexy name, right? It's just not. So when you're going down, looking at these prospects and you're kind of leapfrogging, not necessarily going in the order, I finally land on them and I start watching tape and I'm not thinking much about it. And then I start seeing these plays repetitiously. This, this big 6'4", 235-pound quarterback consistently making plays when he didn't have much help. I mean, he had LaVisca Chenault that, you know, you talk about a prospect that people may be overhyping, that's one. Um, I think the year before he had Juwan Winfrey. And he's in a system that doesn't really help his skill set. So he's out there running for his life, but he's still making plays. His stats don't show that. Um, All he does is make plays outside of the pocket. Um, Great arm strength. And I like to use comps because it always plays in my mind. He's he's like a Jacoby Brissett. And I know some people like Brissett. Some people don't. I'm a fan of Brissett. I think in the right system, he'll be good. But if you get, got a guy that comps to Brissett in the seventh round, I think you're doing good. I like it. I, I think that he will be able to be something that they were, I think, hoping that Luke Falk was going to be, but a capable backup <laughs> to groom behind uh, the quarterback. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think of your draft? How would you grade yourself? Um, Man, I really – I really couldn't see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, well, I, I can think... run it through for you again. So we got Antoine Winfield. Okay. And then we went Amik Robertson, Antonio Gibson, Kalijah Lipscomb, okay. Shane Lemieux, Broderick okay. Washington, and Steve Montez. All right. So I think the top half of the draft will be, we answer some questions about our secondaries. Secondary, so take that, Kansas City. Um, we're, we're coming back, we're coming back for you. And we got some guys, we re-upped. And, uh, you know, I take a guy and Antonio Gibson that's going to provide versatility for our offense. Elijah Lipscomb that's going to provide 
I mean, we got, you know, our offense did pretty well. I mean, it was a pretty historic season in terms of offense. So we already got A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, uh, Raymond. And then we add a guy like Lipscomb, who's a hard worker, who's going to come in as a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, provide some special teams, and then be dependable. Um, um, I like that pick. And then um, Rod, uh, Lamo already said, Lemute, he's going to be a guy that can provide depth on the interior offensive line and eventually replace Ben Jones possibly, or even compete with Nate Davis. And then Roger Washington, he's a guy that um, is a one gap penetrator. He's gonna be in your backfield. He's gonna add so much to the locker room. He's a leader of men, men really like him, really like his profile. And then I ended it just to, you know, get a guy that I think that might have some high upside in Steven Montez and have the ability to sit behind, uh, you know, Woodside and uh, Tannehill and learn. So I think I'll give it a solid, I don't know, B minus, B. I'm not, I mean, I think that's a respectable grade. I think you can't really grade it until like four years from now. So yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Everybody loves draft grades. People get so caught yeah. up on draft grades the next day. I'm dying to go back and pull draft grades for like five years in a row and just look and see if it's even worth a damn. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a solid you draft. Know. You don't know. I feel good about it though. I feel good. About I like it. this. I like the draft. So I've asked every guest this this week. I want to ask you, um, how do you feel about tomorrow night's actual real event? Do you think the NFL is going to have some serious technical hiccups? I do. They're human. Man. I agree with you. I do. <laughs> They're human. You know, so anything man-made is bound to fail somewhere. <laughs> Over under on how many people, how many GM's kids are going to run behind a camera? Hmm. We're gonna have we're gonna have quite a few. If it's not a kid running, it's gonna be probably a disgruntled wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like disgruntled spouse. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last but not least, is Goodell gonna walk up to a makeshift podium in his basement? Yes. 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 He's gonna have a suit on the top, and then he's gonna be in his boxers. <laughs> All business down low. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, this has been great. I'm really, really glad we had you on to do this. I, th I think this is, uh, I think this is really solid. Yeah, man. It's fun. Yeah. We'll so have to do um, it again next year. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll get you on to the podcast uh, at some point when we start getting uh, back a recording more regularly. So I, I know I ambushed you with you. I know I ambushed you with this right before, but are you going to do anything for the draft? Are you going to live tweet? Are you going to have anything rolling that you want to promote? Um, I will live tweet. I might as well do it. I did it last year. Um, just to basically what I did last year was before the Titans pick, um, I pretty much did this. You know, I went through who I would select, and uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to do, pretty fun to look back on, see if I got the right guy. And uh, as far as promotions, um, if you enjoyed this segment, certainly follow at BU underscore scouting, follow at un, uh, assembling Titan and just an announcement. One thing that I did wanted to do was, um, this something different was start up, uh, something called Titan army fitness. And, you know, us fans, we, we kind of live a life of, we're always, you know, 
consumed with just sports and stuff like that and the Titans. What I really wanted to start doing is kind of just get a hashtag going. Everybody just, you know, tweet a picture, uh, video of you doing something active, like running, doing some push-ups, and hashtag Titan Army Fitness. I'm going to start it up probably after the draft. Um, it was actually inspired by um, the late, great Matt Neely, who always used to joke about his weight all the time, if you if you remember his tweets. And it just kind of – some sat with me in my head. Like, as Titans fans, we just live this, you know, a wild life sometimes. And I really just wanted us to kind of get – you know, you know, more fit, more healthy, um, and be proud of who we are and physically. And it was inspired by him. And hopefully I make him proud. I like that. I like that, Charles. I really do. Well, listen, thank you very much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Again, we were joined by Charles Barnes of Barnes University Scouting. You can follow him on Twitter at BU underscore scouting. Uh, Charles, it's been a pleasure. Really, really enjoyed having you. And uh, thank you very much. As far as the uh, football and other F-words, guys, we will have plenty of reaction for you after every round of the draft. And, of course, we'll have some new uh, new content podcast coming out soon. So thank you all for joining, and you have been effed.